Hello and welcome back to another episode of Relentlessly Authentic Radio. I am your host, Nicolette Bernardis, and as always, I am so excited and grateful to have you here in this space where we explore all the human things in an attempt to bring humanity back into the forefront through authentic conversation, through exploration, curiosity, kindness and non-judgment, and in today's episode, you will hear me speaking with the beautiful and amazing Stacy Sexton. Stacy is not just my friend and fiery Sagittarius sister from another mister. She is a Reiki master, breathwork facilitator, mama of two beautiful children, astrology and human design lover, and co-founder of the plant-based intimate skincare line, The Sacral House. She believes in big sacral energy, the medicine of laughter, human touch, and that mothers rekindling their creative fire is part of our collective healing. Her offerings include workshops, integrated astrology human design sessions, online gatherings, and all natural botanical products. So those are just some of the things about Stacy, and she is brilliant at what she does, and the space she occupies just brings me more to life. So in today's conversation, which is part one of two, we talk about so many things. We talk about friendship and the power of co-creation and sharing. We talk about coming home and what that means on a very internal, quiet level, as well as in the practical, tangible um, maybe physical location-based coming home as is relevant to her own journey in this moment. We talk about what our roles are, what we're doing and how we're serving and what that looks like with all these questions that have brought, been brought to the surface in 2020. And so, so much more. We even talk about toilet paper shortage in 2020 and what that showed us about the human collective. <laughs> So a couple things. Um, One, we recorded this over Zoom, and it was my first attempt at recording an episode over video chat at the mercy of Wi-Fi. So there's a couple glitchy things, and the sound isn't up to what I would love for it to be, but it is what it is. The conversation was too good for me to say, let's do this again. And that's life. It's authentic. This is what we're dealing with with technology as Stacy is in um, New Orleans, and I am in Virginia. So that's one thing. Um, Another thing, there are a lot of curse words in this episode. So you know I'm a a dropper of the bombs. Stacy is as well. We amplify one another in so many ways, and this is one of those ways. So if you don't want your children hearing the word dick and shit and fuck, headphones, probably a good idea right now. Um, Sorry if they already heard that. (laughs) And as always, this is just two perfectly imperfect humans weaving and flowing with one another, bouncing off one another. And so the invitation is just to get curious. Notice what's happening within you as you hear things. Um, An invitation to explore deeper on certain topics if they pique your interest. If it's like a, ooh, it's a yes. Ooh, I want to know more about that. I don't know much about that. Feel free to reach out to me if you have any questions, or Stacy, I'm sure, would be willing to answer any questions about the things that she touched on and her point of view on, on life as we know it. And 
outside of that, yeah, this is part one of two. You'll hear more in the second episode um, with her about the sacral house, what big sacral energy really means, and the, the intention behind this product line that is fabulous, by the way. I use all the things, the sacral house. And I love the way it's intentionally created. We talk about human design in the second part. Um, so stay tuned for that later. But in this episode, yeah, come journey with us. I hope this meets you exactly where you need it to. Last thing is this episode was recorded on October 22nd of 2020. It's now December 1st. So while a couple weeks has gone by, um, the theme of coming home is a really deep invitation for you to reflect on where you are in this moment as we head into, we're in the darker months. We're in this incubation period. We just had a full moon eclipse yesterday and the energy is inviting us to witness what is coming up to the surface that is asking to be cleared, what cycles we're going to close out, which ones we're going to continue on. It's inviting us to be brave and to stop hiding in the shadows. And so as me and Stacy talk about coming home and what that means to us in different ways, tangibly as well as esoterically, that, that can show up. Just sit with where you are now and what this cycle, this season means for you as we close out a crazy ass year and where you are feeling pulled towards. Maybe looking back on how far you've come that has gotten you to this place and, and being really curious about where you're being invited to step next. So... That's the invitation for this part one conversation. And without further ado, here is Who Says You Can't Go Home. I hope you enjoy. Oh, today I am so overjoyed and already laughing hysterically and in my silliness and my wildness with my beautiful and amazing friend, Stacy Sexton, who is here with me. Welcome, Stacy. Thank you, thank you. You will have heard in the intro a little bit about Stacy, but um, I'm going to first start by gushing on her and sharing a little bit about why it is that I brought her here to have this conversation. As is becoming, I think, hopefully familiar for those of you who have been here before. Um, there is no set structure in this, especially in conversations. It is about being authentic and in flow and seeing what comes up and what feels relevant today in this moment. And I'm so honored to have you here to pull at threads and, um, and explore with you. Same. We've already talked about bananas and pants and masculine and feminine. So giddy up, yeehaw. <laughs> where, where are we going next, Nicolette? <laughs> oh, so I want to first share how I met Stacy. Okay. Um, I met her about a year and a half ago, which it feels like it was like 10 years ago, sort yeah, of. Yeah, yes. Um, at, at an event for an amazing organization called Behold Her. And it was a confetti party to celebrate the launch of 
their fundraising for their conference they held last year. And I didn't know anybody really, I knew like two people there. And I were, were basically getting our photos taken with other women throwing confetti for us. Mm-hmm. And Stacy rolls up at the time she had, I don't know what their highlights or full on, but red hair, <laughs> long hair. And she steps in to do her photo and instantly starts. And for those of you who are on video, she starts gyrating like this, like hip thrust with this face as I'm tossing confetti for her. Yep. That's it. For those of you who can't see this on video, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry too. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll post it on Instagram. I'll put a <laughs> clip of her doing the gyration so you understand. Um, and either you love it or you hate it. I think your business partner just <laughs> yeah. about it. It but, is. <laughs> yes. But I see this woman just like literally just like thrusting toward the camera with like making eyes with it. And I'm like, I need to meet this woman. I want to be friends with her. <laughs> It's, it's it's my way of seducing people <laughs> i mean that's how you know who your people are they're like, <laughs> it's like i'm just gonna start gyrating i remember telling leah that i was like i'm just gonna start yeah gyrating. Like, i remember this i was like you you and her obviously had a connection and i was just like oh wow like i love this woman i want to be more like her i want to be free like that and we talked a little bit that night and then i ended up giving you and, and your um business partner christina a ride back to your car and then we instantly jumped into Hey, what's your birth time? Yeah. <laughs> location and human design and all the things. And I was just like, wow, this person is awesome. And <laughs> I'm just so grateful for, for your presence in my life and what it is that you bring out in me when I'm in your presence and how you empower and encourage and support. And um, yeah, just bring me more to life and help me settle more into myself and understand myself more through the reflection of you. So, well, thank you for all of that. I have always felt so safe in your presence Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's why I just kind of go for it when I'm around you too. And so obviously it's just a match made in heaven where we came up to sort of just have that real giving and receiving mode between each other. Cause obviously we can just talk and talk and talk and go so deep and laugh about the most ridiculous things as well. So I'm honored to be here, my love. And that is wild to think that it's only been a year and a half. Yeah, right? Shit. <laughs> no, and, and the reason I, I share the story is because so much of what I've realized is really valuable in my own healing journey, in my own deepening into my practices as a as a professional, helping others, as well as just reclaiming aspects of me is that how beautiful co-creation can be when we meet each other authentically and share a little bit of oh here's a little bit of my power my juice here's a little bit of your power and your Mm -hmm. juice and then it just starts to like magnify and amplify and then with us it just sort of goes goes wild it goes to hip thrusting it goes to dick jokes it goes to getting deep into our astrological charts again you know like just bobs and weaves in and out. And that's exactly what I love most. So amazing. And I talk a lot in in just in general about power and control dynamics Mm -hmm. and how the world we live in today, and we're trying to, we're starting to dismantle this and people are starting to realize there's another way, but the way that it's been for so long is this power over control, horde, 
scarcity mentality around there's not enough for everybody. We have to compete for it. We have to fight. I have to take from you or it has to be given to me for you powerful. <laughs> and I think our relationship is such an example of how not true that is. And I think it's really important as we step into this new world that we could be creating, each one of us has an opportunity to show up in a way that is in in alignment with this is who I am. This is how I'm here to serve without attachment to how I'm received. And then another person coming and do the same. And it's like, oh, well, I see me and I'm good with me, but then I can see you and I think you're awesome. Yeah. And I can receive from you and I can get, you know, and then, but and there's space for everybody all of a sudden. And we're all improving. We're all growing. We're all learning and connecting in a deeper level. Absolutely. And, and so that when I think about our friendship, when I think about how we serve one another and just knowing one another, like I think of that as an example, like that's, you know, the micro, but like stepping out, the more of that there is in the world, I really believe shifts a lot of the shit that we see going down. Oh yeah. The, the art of receiving and just sort of being, like you said, in relationships where people there, there can be the both the giving and the receiving and just sort of feeling how good that feels. Mm -hmm. It's so amazing. And it's probably been the last couple of years where I've just sort of entered in more fulfilling types of friendships and things like that too, just because I think more earned wisdom, right. As we get older and get to sort of yeah, knowing the gifts of ourselves, knowing just shit, I don't have time to be anything other than myself. This is sort of how I have to be received, damn it. <laughs> and then you find your people that way. And I just feel like that's probably a huge reason why it's been so much more gratifying to get these adult friends. I've noticed it doesn't happen as often, you know, mm-hmm. as it did in our younger years, you know, just pop off and we're friends, we're friends, we're friends. But now it's like, oh, God, you are so satisfying as a friend. <laughs> I get to go and do this with you, or you bring this out in me, or that person brings this side out. And so, yeah, it's amazing. And I love our friendship so very much. It's very special to me. So to, to get into a little bit more about Stacy and why I wanted to talk to her outside of everything I just shared um, and have her here is... I think a lot about as within, so without. So what's happening in the world? How does that relate to me? You know, and, and what's that mirroring that's happening? And in our world, we're going through such a big transitionary period. I say, I like to refer to it as the void a lot. Like we're, we're not quite where we're going yet, but we're, we're we can't go back to the way things were. Right. Um, and in the, the theme that's so big is this coming home to self for, for me. And, and so your journey and your story to this version of Stacy that, that is sitting here talking to me through the computer. Um, what feels like the significant pieces, threads, and stories that are coming up within you right now about your, your journey, coming mm-hmm. home, reclamation? Um, and what, what are the pieces of those for you, like the, the, the key points? So, uh, you know, just as a little bit of a refresher for people who don't know me in this space, I've kind of really acknowledged motherhood 
as like a huge, huge pivot in my life for ironically kind of finding myself more. And the reason why I say ironically in front of that is because a lot of people, it's really easy to get lost in motherhood. And I was kind of going down that path and I was like, but no, (laughs) (laughs) no. So, uh, that's a, that's just a huge part of my own personal journey and somewhat of my professional work too. Love working with moms, but, um, just this year, days before COVID happened, I literally moved back home. So, so where is home? Home for me is New Orleans. So I get to be back in these swampy, humid lands and I love it. And I didn't even realize how much of me had sort of probably been buried here for 15 years. Mm-hmm. I left um, kind of unexpectedly the morning that I left to go to college. You know, I thought I'd be back in two or three months for my Thanksgiving break. But Hurricane Katrina happened two weeks later. And so this home that I literally had my name sketched in, I I dreamed about this last night. This is like really interesting to even bring it back up. But this home that my my mother built and I had my name, I misspelled my own damn name, by the way. (laughs) So it's great. Brilliant. Made that part of the dream too. <laughs> but your inner judgment. <laughs> just just I, I don't I was spelling Stacy, but I forgot the C. Like, how did I forget the C? Anyway. But, but then I started like writing over it. Anyway, it's just like this whole whole thing. And that was part of the dream. But yeah, the, the morning that I left for college it ended up being the last time I was in my childhood home. And I didn't come back until, like I said, days before the pandemic really took the United States into lockdown and whatnot. And it has been quite the little container for myself to sort of get back to these parts of me that, like I said, I didn't realize like, Ooh, I come alive in a different way when I'm here. Mm -hmm. I can go off on astrogeography for that for a reason. I, I know that there's absolutely a reason for that. Um, but we just all have synergy with places you know, I never get past the human experience as much as my brain wants to play in the esoteric and the intangible. And I love to love to bob and weave in those places. I can't get over the fact that we incarnated in the human tangible form. And so, of course, we have like a really big, beautiful exchange with where we're living. Mm. And so there has been, I would say, a lot of pragmatism and play that is sort of come more to the forefront of this year, as well as a lot of mourning and grieving and who the fuck am I? What am I doing? What is, you know, like, how am I serving others? Um, you know, how do I help this fucked up country? And, the, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like what, what are my roles in all of this yeah. and in an ever evolving world, you know, how do I, find my role in all of this? How do I get in tangible action? Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, these are big life questions. I think, I think most people have had to be invited back into themselves for this sort of stuff. Right. But I also think that for me, look, I have a Capricorn moon. I appreciate that we're doing this on the day where the moon is transiting in Capricorn, by the way. (laughs) My moon is at home, baby. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) which, yeah. Uh, Damn that Capricorn moon. 
it's getting worked the fuck over this year. You know, we have so many things transiting Capricorn in that sign and it's not a subtle energy. And so, yeah, this big emotional part of myself, my emotional home base is sort of like just being drudged through the fucking mud. But at the same time, like I, I sort of appreciate uh, this part of me that's like getting back into like hardcore, tangible living again. This mm-hmm. sort of like, okay, okay, okay. You know, like we can play in the mind, Stacey. I love this. I am a wordsmith. I love to write. But you've kind of seen there's been less of that for me this year. Yeah. And it's been not all like my creative juices are drained, which I know a lot of us have identified with. It's not just that for me. It's been a lot of, oh, I don't know, this sort of like inward Capricorn loves to raise the bar, by the way. (laughs) And it can also be part of its own undoing because it's kind of like a dick to itself and others with that. (laughs) It's like, oh, you're not meeting my my high standards. Neither are you. So it's just like, God damn you. But there's a little bit of that happening, you know, this a little bit of like, well, what are we doing? How are we serving? Um, what are we creating? How, how are we like moving forward in this, in this world that is quite literally begging us to get into action? And so, I'll not even add into that why, mm-hmm. not just the how, not what are we doing and how are we doing, but like, why, why the fuck are we doing all this? Yeah. Well, and I think the earth sign wants to then bring it back to the how. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, shut up. Why? Of course the why exists, but I want to see how I want to see the, show me receipts, you know? And, and so, yeah, I've sort of been battling that, that energy within myself, you know, cause I do love to play in the why most of my chart is in the 12th house and in Scorpio. So, bitch, I can be underwater all day. <laughs> I, can, I, early, I can drown myself in my own undoing. I will become a puddle before you and go to the other side. And then my Capricorn moon is like, bitch, where are you? Come back. Like, literally, get your shit together. Go redo your website. Like, <laughs> go redo your website. Go, go, like, handle your kids. You know, just all this, all this stuff. Did you sign up for this? Yeah. Yeah. Go sign up. You need to go, you know, text bank people right now, get involved in this election. Like don't stop. So yeah, that, that is a lot of where I've been, but also a lot of play too. New Orleans can't help but bring that out of me, which is another big truth to me. Obviously you met me gyrating from a room full of strangers and confetti living my best life. Um, So I love to play too. And I really think that's been a huge anecdote to this kind of like Capricornian, Saturnian energy that's really taking over a lot of the earth right now. Yeah. You know, there's there's a lot of good stuff coming out of that and a lot of the heart coming out of that too. But yeah, play has been a huge antidote for me. And I'm grateful to be in a place where play feels good here. I really struggled you, you mean, with play. You mean play didn't feel good in Northern Virginia? Yeah, damn no, it did not. <laughs> It did not. For those, of you, for those of you who don't know, I lived in Northern Virginia. I went to school at George Mason, which was mm-hmm. in Fairfax. And I lived in that area for probably 13, 14 years. And I left for a reason. No offense. I, I love my people up there. But yeah. 
it's not a playful place. Not so much, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I had so much fun for the 10 years that I lived in DC in Northern Virginia. What a hoot that, that was my Saturn and my sun line in astrogeography. So, and I felt that I, and I mean, DC on its own is very Saturnian, you know? Well, so it's kind of like double that. Explain what me. that means for people who don't speak. With astrogeography, kind of mm-hmm. what that is. So we have our, our natal birth chart and astrology, right? You've probably seen it before. It's a wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in astrogeography, it's basically taking your personal placements and your lines and it's putting it on a map. So now you're seeing like tangibly, where does your Jupiter line go across the planet? And you have your Jupiter rising, your Jupiter, well, your Jupiter ascendant, you have your Jupiter IC, your Jupiter midheaven, and all of these <clears throat> descendant uh, iterations and expressions of those planets. And so you kind of just get to the basics of what are those planetary kind of energies. And so where that line runs, and they kind of take up um, maybe like a 700, 800 you know, um, expansion of that line, you know? So like, for instance, I'll just make this tangible again. My Saturn and sun are basically conjunct. So they're right on top of each other. So they both are right through DC, but that means I could probably feel that energy, you know, 400 miles on the East and 400 miles on the West of that too. And so what does that mashup look like? Well, Saturnian energy is discipline. It is, what you work for is what you get. It's structure. It's, um, it, it can also be necessary medicine at times, yeah. right? Like how do we bring order to something and bring that container into something that might be a little chaotic on its own, as you were saying earlier, right? So um, yeah, but it can, it, in astrogeography, actually the Saturn and the Pluto line can sometimes get a little gnarly if you're on them for too long. Mm. And we can sort of, feel that um that shift of it can just become a little bit of a hard energy on the physical body as well and you know what like my physical health really started to kind of take a turn those latter five years that I was there and I feel like my body was just like we got enough yeah we, we've done enough Saturn this and, up and it's time yeah. to go. and I moved back to my Jupiter line feeling much better for anybody listening and curious, if this sparks something in you, go look it up. Like you yeah, can find it up on the internet. Yeah. And yeah. there's a website I know that you can get a free chart, your astro chart. I'll put it in the show notes. But perfect. Um, why I find this relevant to tie it back into something more practical. It's not even really practical. To help tie it in for you potentially as if you don't understand why some t- some place some person, some relationship, but a place that you've lived, that you loved at one point, all of a sudden has lost the joy. It's lost the, the charge that's like, like you don't feel comfortable there anymore. All of a sudden you just hate it there. This is just little doorways in to help maybe understand why that is. And that's the beauty of anything astrology related is that it just gives you sort of a blueprint for why why things, why you're feeling the way you're feeling and how that changes over time, because we are not static linear creatures. Like the part of us that likes comfort, that likes to be in control, um, would love for nothing to ever change. But that's just not realistic. 
That's not how we actually, that's not what humans are actually designed to be and to, we're not meant to function that way. We are always, there is the aspect of the feminine within us and it's always changing. You think about, you look at mother nature, the seasons we're heading into, it's, I mean, it's still 70 some degrees here in Virginia, but like we're supposed to be getting into cooler weather. The, right, right. The, the leaves are changing. They're starting to fall off the trees. We go through these cycles and, and something that I can't reiterate enough is learning to work with the natural cycles that work for you because mm-hmm. everybody is different. You are not the same person today that you were five years ago. Right. You might delude yourself into thinking that you are, but you're not the same person. <laughs> we, try, we, we try to pretend we, we don't want to see the things. One, right. of the, one of the gifts of 2020, as uncomfortable and as confronting and unnerving as it is, is that I think it's showing a lot of us that we're not really who we thought we were. Mm-hmm. And the, the opportunity then is to start to let go of the idea of who it is you think you are, let that die off. So that you can step into the newest, truest, clearest version of self. And that is coming home as an inward job. It's a clearing out. It's a de-rubbling. And then it's facing sometimes old things that didn't feel quite right. But all of a sudden it's like, oh, but something is calling me here. Are you willing to explore it and lean into it? And one of the things that I admire about you is that you were getting that pull and you and, and your husband made a huge transition for your family to mm-hmm. and, and and took a risk in certain ways mm-hmm. to move back to this place and like you and you made it happen for you and I think that's such a beautiful courageous thing to do and like you said though like something in you knew you needed to come home you found a way to make it happen and, and then your health has settled down because that's the place where you're supposed to be even amidst the chaos and the fuckery of 2020. Right. It's, it is, um, like you're saying coming home can, can be totally inward. And for most of us, it it needs to be right to then find home elsewhere. It is really interesting that it brought me back to literally, you know, where I grew up because I did after hurricane Katrina happened, I was really hurt. Um, and I didn't understand how hurt I even was at the time because I was just drunk <laughs> through most of college, to be honest. But I, I felt sort of like this sort of orphaned person. Mm-hmm. And I felt resentful. I was like, fuck you. I'm never coming back anyway. I, I don't want you anyway. I was going to another you know, state for college. Now, really, fuck you. I don't want you anyway. But there was definitely a part of me that was just like mourning what my city was going through, my hometown. Like it was gut-wrenching to see. Um, but yeah, I, it was probably 2015. I came back um, for a visit and I had my daughter, Rue. And all of a sudden I got this little tickle. I was like, oh, I miss this. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> I miss this. That right there, that is, that is soul speaking. Y'all have heard me describe it. I loved how you just did that because it's like, it's a, like, first it's like a little bit of a whisper and then like your conscious mind catches up with what you just heard. And you're like, oh shit, I have to do this now. Oh yeah. It was like totally like in that deep belly womb feeling. I was like, fuck, I really want to be here. And I don't know how that's going to happen. And I was even like having to think like, I might have to just come to terms with me not ever being here again. You know, like we were so in the DC, just 
grind. And, you know, my husband worked in government contracting at that point. So like, good luck getting out of that. And it was, so it was a very slow process to kind of get back. And a lot of just like really, um, mm, having to hold space for that. And I know that's, that can be an intangible phrase for a lot of people, but basically I just had to keep a little, little flicker of hope alive in me that that could happen one day. And I'm grateful that there were still like kind of five more years that transpired before we actually moved because those next five years are really when I transformed a lot. You know, I left corporate America. I really kind of woke up in my own kind of have had a little mini sexual revolution, sensual revitalization during that time, getting back to like, what do I really love? What am I really good at doing? You know, um, a lot of reinventing of myself, quite honestly. And, you know, it was interesting. It was probably 2018 when I started getting into astrogeography specifically. And when I really woke up and realized like what energy I had been existing on for the last eight years, where I grew up on, I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. But at the time it was still not like we were able to move. Right. And a lot of people, I want to bring this back just to give people a little bit of some more juice if they're thinking about this. Um, Cause we don't all have the means yeah. to get up and relocate. And so for a while, when I was still in DC and living in this kind of very intense energy, but also kind of like enjoying that solar uh, side of it as well. But it was like, how can I soften that energy? So I remember there was a lot of encouraging of Venusian energy because that can sort of be a little bit of some medicine to like over Saturnian stuff. So I was like really interested in kind of like beauty. How could I really make myself feel beautiful in that space? How could my home sort of be like a very more mm -hmm. softened environment? You saw my space when we had lots of plants in our bedroom. The and, and the like smells that. and so, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's just stuff I've been into since childhood. So I was like, let these things come back to me. That's been my own reclama reclamation and going home, you know, just always loving those things. So really getting back to that. So I had to return home to me before I could really come here. And yeah, so it is it, it's a coming home and it's it's a starting over in New Orleans. It's really, it feels much more like a starting over in a lot of ways, but just my soul, my bones feel good here. But I absolutely do not think if I had not gone away, um, it would be feeling quite the same, you know? But this city, oh yeah, she, this bitch is alive and she's dead all at once. And you know, is, like you were feeling the, that, that is the feminine here. though. It is death for rebirth. Yeah. It is cycles and seasons. It mm -hmm. is both. And you've, use language around this a couple of times that I love this idea of sitting with tensions of seemingly contradictory things and how as humans we don't do a great job of that when we're not conscious of our inner resistance of polarity <laughs> um, of what what we identify as opposite and it's really been a valuable and helpful and supportive coming back in the moment when I notice my mind or my fear going to like, well, that's like, this is contradictory. They both can't exist at the same time. And that's not true. We are like, we're, oh, yes. we are this walking contradiction constantly. And I know that a lot of people feel internally 
conflict within self, the opposition, the masculine, and the feminine, different archetypal patterns that play out in different circumstances. And because we're not taught this language to understand what's happening sort of behind the scenes, we just feel in, in, like in conflict with ourselves. And then when we see conflict out in the world, so when we see something different outside of ourselves, we, don't, we can't hold space for that to be okay. And we see this in so many different layers right. of the way we treat ourselves and the way we confine ourselves and say like, well, no, I have to be this way. And it comes down to safety and survival, but learning to sit with the tensions of both and. Like, so you can both feel like mm -hmm. New Orleans is both dead and alive. Like both can exist simultaneously. Oh yeah. That's a hard concept to like, like say out loud. Like you have to feel that. And that requires coming into self and being okay with tension. And part of the reason that 2020, I think, is so hard for so many, and there's many reasons, um, is because we, we haven't been really, we've been distracted enough, we've been busy enough to not acknowledge and witness those. We just sort of like shove and go. And now we have, we've had a little bit more time, a little bit more space to ask those how, what, why, what's my place here? Why, have, why is my life structured this way? You know, what's going on with my family now that we have this, this space and all of a sudden we feel all the contradiction and it's like, it's jarring when you start to go into this process, but I wanna really um, just acknowledge it, that sitting with the tension of both, like both, two things can be true at the same time. And the more that we can just be okay yeah. with that, and hold space up in self, that is part of the holding and coming home process, but it also makes relating to everything that's happening out there so much easier. And, and again, why, why I love the way in which you express your journey and your path, I think people can take a lot from it, both at the, the very internal level. Like you said, you had to come home to yourself first before you could physically come home to New Orleans to really sort of settle in in this, this clearer, more you version of you. And then you also needed the contrast of leaving to come back. Like we hate oh, sure. comfort as human beings, mm -hmm. but without knowing how, like, you know, for, a, I know you and I have both had health stuff, you know, without knowing like how crappy your body feels sometimes, like how do you appreciate how good it feels mm -hmm. with, without, leaving a place and missing it, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Sometimes it's an illusion, but like without having that separation and space to know something different, had you, like you said, had you never left, you may never be able to have the appreciation and the love and the reverence of the sacred space that is New Orleans for you and for your family. I want to invite people into, to, to think about how this may relate. You may not move across the country or you may not resonate specifically with the story but the themes of it are sort of universal so thank you I well thank you and <laughs> something else just as you were speaking all that something that's come up for me this year is a phrase that I've said a few times and it's that it's not in a complete contradiction of what you're saying but I've really thought about how the binary is not going to save us no. I feel like we're being offered a spectrum, mm -hmm. you know, that's what I feel like a huge, huge part of this is. I, 
I believe in duality. I believe that there are the sides and we've, we've felt the extremities in so many ways. Right. And we're maybe scared of one side more than we're scared of another. Right. But I feel like part of this expansiveness that's happened in me and part of what I'm just seeing in the world, I'm like, the binary ain't going to save us. No, you know, that it's, it's, there's so much existing between those, between those points, right? Well, Within just, ourselves and political systems and everything, right? And just even like, I think it's so beautiful that we even have people who don't identify with the binary gender system either, right? I'm like, God, this is where we're going. This is where we're going because we are existing on the spectrum. We're existing in the shades of gray. We're existing in the rainbow, right? And so it's been so beautiful to kind of hold these systems of duality and see the healing and the masculine, the feminine, all of that. And then also for me personally, just sort of really being in the space of what is really allowing all of it to exist mean for me? Mm. Ah, That's something even more like up here for me. Yeah. You know, it's not there. It's not there. It's up, it's down. It's a lot. It's, it's around it's, and I really had to sort of um, work on that (laughs) and in a multitude of different ways, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I don't have a formula for that either. If people are like, well, how do you expand? I don't have a formula, damn it. No. I don't. I, I, no, it's, it doesn't I'm, actually work that way. Like we all it have, no, it does not work that way. No, and that's I'm great. It'd be easy. <laughs> I, I know. Right. All I know, all I know is I do love these modalities and tools like astrology, astrogeography, human design, I love somatic healing, like the work that you do. I love breath work, the type that I do. I love this visceral, tangible stuff. And they resonate with me for a reason, because they're you know part of my sauce, my juice. They're not for everybody. Uh, I'll be students for life with those things as well. I, I think that really it's just day over day. How can we how can we expand ourselves? You know, is it softening to someone that pisses us off a lot? You know, and with that, oh man, there's just so much to say to that. You know, times where we need to have boundaries and, you know, double down and like really get strong with those boundaries and there are times to soften, right? Yeah. So, but it's sort of like kind of knowing where you need to kind of like push and pull, self-awareness, being on the journey with understanding yourself is ultimately, I think where most people are going to find their healing, you know, kind of unplugging maybe from family dynamics a little bit, you know, the inherited, the inherited dynamics that we right. up on. Yep. Yeah. And, and I personally have been noticing, I think for most people, this does happen around age 30. I'm overgeneralizing, but I think it happens for most people uh, during and after their Saturn return, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I've not been proven wrong (laughs) on this theory that I have. And, and not that you can't be incredibly self-aware before that, not that you could be numbing out way after that. I'm just saying, I think that there is something that can't be, uh, short circuited, Yes. You know, I think that there is a certain amount of 
experience that has to happen. And anyway, I just, I, I'm just sort of noticing this, that I, I do think that there's a really beautiful shift that happens for most people around 30, where yeah. you can sort of unplug a little bit more and start getting back to that. Ooh, what do I really need? What are my Ask like, what questions? Are, yeah. Like what are the truths with the capital T for moi versus yeah. everyone else? And then the more and more you get to kind of get back to that. And again, this is where those modalities come into play. They might be able to kind of like nudge you closer to something. They might give you an aha. There are things that we continue studying as well, but going to these somatic release things, you know, like our bodies, our physical bodies, like we're meant to sort of express and release in these ways we're meant to cry we're meant to yell we're meant to fuck we're meant to laugh we're meant to have the whole experience right again a spectrum yes a spectrum <laughs> and so i just it's having to it's having to be in all of that for me you know i'm not just well, i'm sad or i'm happy right i'm sometimes euphoric and and sometimes i'm just grounded and practical yeah. and you know there's there's a spectrum and so that's what I'm sort of like appreciating the spectrum of my own existence yeah. who she came to be in this iteration you know um and I think that's just what I keep walking closer and closer towards every single day and, and knowing like this year I mean proving to me I'm gonna just keep evolving like mm. fuck shit I'm tired but <laughs> We're going to have to keep going until, until we don't get the opportunity to keep going in this particular vessel. Right. So what a gift. And I'm just someone who I, I wear my evolution on my sleeve. My Uranus is in the first house. So I think it's, it's, it's why, and it's why I love you. And you said so much in that. that it was just like, I'm like, you just jumping back to my yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, stay present. Listen, that's, your, listen. that's your sacral center, by the way. Your sacral is like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> you taught me that. We'll talk about human design in a second. Um, but there to, to give my own, like what I was hearing from you in that mm -hmm. and reflect it back. Um, whew, there's so much. So a couple of things. One is the physical, tangible human stuff. Um, and you touched on this earlier, but like, I, I, I think about Mary Magdalene revealed when I think about this concept of like, we are wholly divine and wholly human. We're here, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, so we're here in these, like, I think of soul as the infinite and, and this vessel that we're having, our consciousness is like our ego. These things are what give us individuality. It's what, what separates me from you um to have this human experience and so we weren't we weren't brought into this physical wild experience to not live it right many people on this on the spiritual path like the the teachings have been very much like elevate consciousness elevate 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 and transcend the body and it's you know there is there needs to be some of that so that we can find the space within to to because it's not something that you can really like rationally understand, but so you can feel the spectrum of everything. When we're stuck in that space, yeah. I had to survive. I had to survive. There's no room inward for us to sit with that openness, that, that sexuality, that gender, that existence is on a spectrum. Even 
like it's kind of contradictory. So I'm just going to say it out loud and see if it makes sense. But like, we are duality and non-duality. So like, there is yeah. no duality, but there is duality. And that's the divine and the human. Right. Like, the human, yeah. there's I'm duality. nodding with you. Yes. 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 And so, and so, but to sit with the tension of that, that's not something that you can like really like the rational mind kind of want, like mine wants to explode when I even try to put words to some of these, these senses, these knowings, um, because there, there is, and, and that is a part of coming home. I think is once you start to clear out the, 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 um, armoring, the, where the body is storing, when you said the physical body is meant to express, it's meant to experience, and it's meant to flow and move and change. Well, we have locked down a lot, a lot of trauma, a lot of just rejection of aspects of the whole, the whole spectrum. We've locked aspects of it down based on cultural conditioning, based on structures that we live within in society. And the body keeps score. So the body holds on to those tensions. So I think the reason that the modalities um, what the, the woman named Sabrina Lynn, who does rewilding for women, she talks about like, she'll always start off like with brain food. Like you got to sprinkle all that stuff in to get, cause the mind does need some context, like start somewhere. That's part of yeah. this, this human thing. Not everybody can just feel into and trust and accept <clears throat> what you can't put your hands on. Oh, for and, sure. and so we have the brain food, we have the, the physical practices. So you do the breath work. I do the body work, the release and reconnect work that I do. Um, we have astrology, we have human design, we have all these, these structures that are just an attempt to the doors that invite us in to self mm-hmm. and going into the physical body is usually the first place to start. I've witnessed a lot of people. This is my experience as well. Like my awakening journey, my coming home journey was really, um, catalyzed by my health. Yes. Me feeling just Same. like like just sick really. And, and I was like, this is not, this is not what it's like. No, this isn't what it's supposed to be. Like, I don't accept this. And I started seeking. So it started with cleaning up my diet in certain ways, dealing with my physical environment and the toxins and the different, you know, stress and understanding how that affected my body, going to practitioners and dealing with my physical things. I was in chronic pain for eight years. I've had scoliosis since I was younger but it really kicked up after college. And so I was in pain all the time. So these modalities helped me get to a getting back to balance. And, and in that process, I started learning about the emotional and the spiritual components and where we store that in our body. And so the, the body is the way in and the body will tell us what's going on. It'll start shouting at us. Oh, like fuck, yeah. Something is wrong. And for those who know what I'm talking about, they know. Right. And that is, I think also sort of the perfection of this human experience is that if like, you touched on it, if we were meant to know it all, when we were birthed out, then we would have, we would have had it all from day one. I think we have it all from day one, but like if it was meant to be conscious for us, we, it would be there. But we have to have these experiences. We have to go through life to know what is a yes and what's a no. To learn the lessons of like, ooh, like for me, a big thing was like realizing based on certain mindsets and unhealed stuff, me being so outside of my integrity and what that did to me and how that affected me emotionally and physically. 
and, and how, like, once I started to feel it, like this shit's not okay. And I'm not doing this ever again. Like we need, there, there's layers and there's phases to this. So when you said, when we go through our Saturn return, that's sort of the, for a lot of us, it's like between 27, eight and 30. Right. And for those of you who like, who've never heard this concept before, you can look into it, but think about what was happening during those times. Right. For me, I mean, it was absolutely my Saturn return. I separated from my husband. I en- ended up in some really crappy relationships. Um, my health got to the critical mass point. Um, I left my corporate job. I, and my awakening journey started not too long after that. And a lot of stuff in between, like it was rough. I kind of love when people don't know that they're going through it. And I don't mean this in like, sort of like a sadistic way. <laughs> because it, you don't, you don't get the bias. The, right, the, exactly. The, you know, don't get the bias. Effect, yeah. It's like, I love meeting people who've already gone through their first one and they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I totally, a lot in life pivoted for me. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's I'm, what me discovering astrology really helps. You're doing it. I'm yes. Doing it. I'm okay. sorry. My, so for, for those of you who, who aren't seeing this on video, um, also is this video really getting really? I don't know yet, but I kind of want to because <laughs> because me me and Stacy both express so much with our bodies and our hands when we talk that um, it would kind of be a shame not to let people like get the full experience. But one of my other things I love about Stacy is that she's perpetually unbuttoning your pants and like posting on Instagram, being like, "Yep, I need more room here." Like. I gotta let this oh, yeah. breathe. I gotta this this juicy baby has to be able to be free. The juice. Can I just say this one other thing to what you were just uh, please, talking please. about though? Sorry, I interrupted with my unbuttoning of pants. Um, there's a really great simple quote that's been passed around on Instagram. I've shared it a few times, but to what you're saying, it it's something like some are so focused on the ascension that they forgot how to be grounded. Yeah. And I just am like, oh, that is the word. Hmm. Yes. And I think it happens really easily because so much of spiritual oh. text has been all about this non-tangible, right? It's Escaping been- the body, right? Because we were taught in this puritanical bullshit that the body is a place of sin and where all that resides, right? So we're carrying like, generations and centuries worth of shame around it but the body was not the place to go it was always how do you get your shit out of there well i'm sorry bitch until you die you have this body now let's appreciate it you can go back to being your whole complete fully ascended self when you're not in an earthly body so at this time while you're here let's fucking try to make it a better world please thank you let's get rid of that puritanical white supremacy bullshit and let's also appreciate and savor and, and enjoy this earthly tangible experience as we can, you know. Um, there's really beautiful shit going on here amidst the turmoil too. Again, earth is a spectrum. It is the duality. It's just the perfect breeding ground why we come here to do these lessons in a physical body. Damn it. Yes. You, you just get me like, I just want to... Mm. Okay. So... <laughs> This, I agree with everything you just said, and I just want to add to it. This, the I think part of the reason it, it is the puritanical, it is the patriarchal underpinnings of when the Bible was rewritten and everybody, it's like all the feminine stuff got sort of shoved out because 
let's be honest, the feminine is chaotic. It is destructive. It's also beautiful and it's powerful and it's life force energy itself. It is soul. So it's so funny that we're like so devoid of humanity and so steep in transactional behavior in this world that we exist in right now. And it worked for us up to a certain point, but it, but the earth, us individually, like it's showing how much this imbalance does not work for us. And I think that it is very convenient and it's a lot sexier. Like it's it's a lot sexier in the sense of um, alluring to, to get to bypass first and second and third chakra territory. Oh, for sure. Because it's fun up here. Yeah. Can be real fun. Oh yeah. But it's actually harder. There is so much wounding. There is so much gunk in our, so for, for those of you who aren't familiar with the chakra system, this is how I translate it. First chakra is root. It is the earth. It is our closest physical, tangible, it's safety and survival, it's family structures. And again, we're social creatures. So where are we safe? How do we survive? It's very primal. And so, and that's, that's important because it keeps us alive. And it also limits us when we are too identified in that, in head deep in that. And I think collectively we are, we are in a collective, we're stuck in for a chakra even in 2020 with how long we've been here on this earth. So you just take a step back from a higher perspective and think about time, like a hundred years for us feels like a long time because that's more than most of our lifetimes. But a hundred years is a drop in the bucket for, for human kind, for the, you know, for whatever this existence is. And so I think we're still working our way up trying to get into the second chakra territory because for me second chakra is sexuality and sensuality it's relationships there's it's um pleasure it Mm -hmm. is it is the juicy stuff it is like the it is the really sexy stuff that there's so much shame and repression around because i think it is something that it taps into that very feminine essence of life force and there's an intensity like Life oh, force yeah. can burn your ass, uh-huh. but I also what I what I how I relate to these and this is again talking in binary terms. These energies within is that the reason our consciousness, the reason we have not evolved out of first chakra territory as a human society, we're all in our own space with this, but is because we are in such resistance and rejection of the feminine, of life force, of soul, because it is intense, it is challenging, it is confronting. But that because the consciousness, the masculine energy needs the feminine to come to life and to push against the edges so it can expand and grow. They need each other. Our repression and control, like the stifling and controlling of our sexuality, of women's bodies, of um, rejection of expression and being in a sensual space. And I want to talk about your, your business as well. Um, the sacral house, because that's the, the most amazing thing. And it's helped me so much on my own reclamation journey of the, these energies that are so such a potent part of my, my life. So maybe we can talk about sacral house and human design kind of together. Yeah. It, yeah. It's intertwined for me. Yeah. Um, but this, in order for us to evolve, we have to hold space for, the feminine energy and that's not just women that is 
It is what is the metaphorical darkness. It is the underworld. It is the earth itself. Mm-hmm. It is flow. It is receptivity and vulnerability. It is emotions. Until we stop trying to shove it down, we can't truly transcend. You got to go in, right? go up. I mean, if we were more... Um... I'm going to use the word evolved, you know, we wouldn't have made toilet paper run out in March when we first got in sort of quarantine. That's our chakra all the way. That is some root chakra fear. It's like, how am I going to wipe my ass? You know, it's like that. And that is where we are. are. (laughs) And you know what? No no judgment. Let's just be honest about it. Bless us. Yes. Bless our hearts. You know, like literally just that told me everything. I was like, if there's any question of where we are as a collective, at least this country, we're fucking just scared for our ass. Literally. So, I mean, and it's humorous too now, you know, but it was just, yeah, I think everyone's kind of freaking out. That whole scarcity, everyone felt really unsafe, you know, yeah. and there's there's so much truth to that and there's good reason why people felt unsafe right so yeah it's like we kind of have we can laugh at it and we can also kind of like hold our our thighs and say like I hear you my love it's hard it is fucking terrifying out here sometimes and that's the reason that we talk about it because there's nothing it's ridiculous that we went in this like worldwide shortage of toilet paper. Like, so that is humorous and it's, it's asinine at the same time, but like not, I'm not judging anybody who ran out to buy toilet paper because this is where we, like, this just gave us a great real time example of where we are. And in order for us to do any type of really transformational and sustainable growth, we have to be radically honest about where we are. And we are primal creatures of survival, first and foremost. The reason that we talk about consciousness and presence and awareness and being so valuable is because until we can get to a space where we're not reacting purely from that reptilian part of our brain that says, breathe and move, breathe and move, breathe and move. Probably a little bit of fucking too, but like mostly breathing. Oh yeah, I gotta have some of the fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the priorities. But like the first two are just like stay alive at all costs and yeah. we'll judge ourselves for going into that that um physiological state but it's in but unfortunately we're so inundated in our world today in this time in this day and age it's very difficult to find that still point because it's almost impossible to find quiet without access to some distraction and so most of us just have never gone through the process of deconditioning our nervous system to not react to everything first of all so that we can come back and feel actually safe within the vessel of our body because the world out there is a dangerous place it's not as dangerous as our fear tells us it is but it is a dangerous place so if we can't find a still point within then everything going on like this out there is immediately going to grab you and it's going to wrap you and it's going to twist you around and it's going to throw you out the window and so that's why come again, we'll bring it back to coming home is so, it's so vital to face what is and be really honest from, and my rules are always curiosity, kindness, non-judgment as much as possible. It's hard at first when you start to realize all the ridiculous shit that you do in the name of survival that you have no conscious recognition of, 
it's a humbling process. I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. It's like the little self. Oh, I love you. But man, that one, that one stung a bit. That one makes me a little nauseous. Forever humbled. But it is, but it is, but when you can face it and you can witness it and just be like, oh wait, this is a part of my survival instinct, but it does not serve me being the truest, most alive and compassionate version of myself. So my choice then in that is to decide to do something differently. And that's using discernment. You need a moment to pause before you can start to discern between what is true and what is fear. And like everything that we're talking about today are just ways into start that journey of sort of reckoning and then putting new practices, letting go what no longer serves, letting things die off, bringing in things that feel nourishing, moving to the places and the spaces and the people that feel like a yes in this season, in this moment, and knowing at any time, it's okay for that not to work anymore. Right. Sometimes things, yeah. again, they have their life cycle. And so absolutely. Yeah. We laugh about the toilet paper and all that, but like it's, and it's okay. It's ridiculous. And it's okay. Here's some more tension for you. Two things. Right. Like it's, it's okay. Cause we're human. We're messy. We're ridiculous. We're survivalists. Right. But we have the opportunity to rise mm-hmm. in awareness through being with ourselves in the ridiculous, in the knee-jerk reaction to shame somebody on the street or to go and buy every roll of toilet paper that we can find. And when you do that, just pause and be like, oh, wow. Okay, this is where I'm at today. I love you, self. Maybe this isn't the highest expression of me right now. What's happening within me that is leading me to do this ira- totally irrational behavior. Because I mean, like, as long as my shower works, like my ass will be clean. So, you know, but this is, this is awakening work. This is embodied awakening work is in coming home. Mm-hmm. It is messy because being human is messy. And I, again, I'm going to affirm why I love talking to Stacy is because she is an example of unapologetically just being multiple things at the same time, ebbing and flowing and not taking it too seriously. And it brings out, it brings, it brings more courage out in me to be the same way. And Mm. so, you know, part of my whole point in starting this podcast is to show humanity in all of its glory. And, and you're such a beautiful example of humanity in all of its glory. (laughs) I definitely embrace my humanness. Yeah, I do all parts of her. So yeah, just yes, yes, yes to everything that you're saying. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, way more too, but for the sake of time, yes, yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed listening to Stacy and I bounce off one another as much as I enjoyed having the conversation. As mentioned during the episode, links to where to find your free astrogeography chart, how to connect with Stacy on Instagram, as well as on her website, will all be in the show notes. Also in the show notes, as always, will be how you can connect with me if you have any questions or if you'd like to join along on my journey, please jump over to Instagram at Relentlessly Authentic and say hi. You can also send me messages there. It's a great way to connect with me. 
And as mentioned at the top, there is a part two of this conversation with Stacy where we are going to be getting into the sacral house as well as human design, if that piqued your interest as you listen during the episode. There will also be a special offer for my listeners, courtesy of the sacral house next week. So tune in. Subscribe, share this message with anybody who you feel will get value out of it. And if you love this episode, please leave a review. That means so much to me as I feel the more people hear these messages and hear authentic conversations and open themselves up curiously to explore themselves often through the mirror of other is a catalyst that allows us to A, feel the safe spaces of non-judgment, curiosity, and kindness that can exist, and B, allows us to heal and take this journey, not so alone, but the journey that has to be taken within. So again, thank you for your presence here, listening to this audio in this life. I love you, I appreciate you, and I'll be back with you soon. Until then.